This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Wellington, Florida. And I'm Emily Wood, also from Wellington, Florida. And you're listening to a special jumping edition of Horses in the Morning on Horse Radio Network for February 4th, episode 2111, brought to you today by S Equestrian. Good morning, Horse World. Good Tuesday morning to you, and I do mean a good Tuesday morning. Well, if you insist on being accurate about it. You know, only somebody with perfect comedic timing could produce this much energy in one shot. You gotta learn that your time in the saddle ain't as rough as a life in between. And the fence isn't there for you to straddle. And you can't change horses in the middle of your dream. Yay, Happy day we're off back. Super Bowl. Happy day off. Yes, we normally we're live on Tuesday and y'all are hearing it live, you know, recorded live, whatever on Tuesday, but it is actually Monday because we are showing WEF has started. I know it was the Super Bowl, so we will talk about that as well because we are still in our jerseys. But it is also the beginning of WEF. We did not get to see you all, talk to you all in January. And so this is our first show back since the insanity has started. I actually have lost track of what week we're in already, if that really says anything. Like, I don't know. Like, I know it's Monday and they say that's a day off. I hadn't seen it. Uh, it's, you know, it's not happening. But I think, what are we, like five or something? We've been going crazy, Caroline. Four? Huh? I think week four. Wait. It's yeah, Monday, so it's a new week. <laughs> it's Monday. <laughs> the madness will continue. We had the Super Bowl and um, Patriots won, which makes me so happy. And no, also no, very it's tired. Good. It's good. Everyone's a little tired, and we do have a really good show. We've got two fabulous guests. Uh, Wendy, Dr. Wendy Cohen, is uh, the CEO of Equiline. E-Q-U-A-L-I-G-N, not Equiline, like the clothing line, but Equiline, which is a performance-based equestrian practice. And we also have Anthony. Anthony Douglas is our resident cowboy here in Wellington, Pine Tree Quarter Horses, and we've been doing quite a little bit of work with him lately, so we've got some yeah, good training love topics Anthony. to come. He's we love great. Anthony. He's great. Yeah, so we're going to cover some good stuff. Uh, but that's what we have lined up. But yeah, like seriously, like we're still in our jerseys. Like this happened. Like, this is a big deal. Caroline's diehard. Like, I'm a hired fan. I'm sharing in the glory. But to be honest, I didn't watch any of the games at all, ever. Um, until until she calls me and she's like, this is, she knows. And like, if it's big, like, I was so tired. You know, I've been sick. You know, <clears throat> I still don't sound super. Everybody's been sick down here because of all the people running away from the cold up the north. And then they're bringing all the sickness down and affecting us. You know, it's like crazy. Like, stay up there. <laughs> like, whatever. You had your either which way, either which way, I put you in the jersey. You did. She works. called. She was like, you got to come. And I'm like, I know it's important. I, you almost gave me an out. You're like, if you're really sick, you don't have to come. I was like, you know, I have to come. Like, this is because a I'm a like, good I, best I, friend. I'm very <laughs> kind and I'm very understanding. But also, there was definitely pressure. That's that's a reach. But. <laughs> Well, we're getting well, on air. Yes, <laughs> for sure. She's kind and understanding. Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it we had to do it. I had to come. I had to do it. And 
uh, it was worth it. I mean, you had never seen somebody yell at a TV the way this girl could yell at a TV. Uh, even we had a few other people over. I was like, oh, yeah, you hadn't seen this before? We're not watching the Super Bowl. We're watching Caroline watching the Super Bowl. If that's we could add fun. video clips to this radio show, that's what I would put on there. I know. I know. But it was awesome. It actually, I have to say, like, not being a huge football fan, I mean, I appreciate it because, you know, you, you're passionate about it. And, you know, that's awesome. So I'm trying to be a part of it, too. But it is you're very a team player. I'm a team player, you know, but it is really cool. It really was, you know, it's such a big deal. I mean, and those guys are working so hard. I'm shocked, you know, that they're making that much money to well, know, throw the ball around. But yeah, I feel like I should exactly. be getting paid more, but whatever, you know, they're, they're doing much it. more complicated things right? and like much a lot more of laborious things <laughs> for a lot less yeah. money. I know. I was like, wow, okay, maybe I should be thinking about playing some football or something. You know, But so, we would never. We're in love with the no. horses. No, I know. I'm joking. It's, it makes us not rich whatsoever, but as everyone could probably understand or does understand, like there's no changing us and we're totally nuts. Oh like, no, absolutely. It's <laughs> we're a sickness. Not. Yep. It's a sickness uh, for sure. And I mean, I wouldn't change it uh, any other way. Like, I mean, our weeks are long. I think during WEF, uh, this is, I mean, we are down here year round. As most of you know, um, we have a, hunter jumper business in Wellington that does show and compete all year down here. We do some other outside, uh, outside shows, whatever. Um, but WEF is nuts. That's just something different, you know, with all the clients are coming in and shopping and looking for horses and all the showing and everybody's go, go, go. I mean, it's crazy, huh, Caroline? I mean, shipping to the whole show. The amount of rings that are going at once. If, if, uh, listeners have never been here, I don't think I can put into words what the atmosphere really is truly like uh, unless you're there yourself at big west you yeah know, we need to get current, current numbers uh and share but numbers, yeah but it is totally what did you say it, 13 there's 13 rings, rings. you know there's 20 times. tents and that's not including all the permanent tent uh permanent stabling and then you've got all of the barns and little farmats all over the place that people are hacking in and shipping in it really is nuts like Pearson Road, which is the road that you access the horse show grounds, the spectator entrance and the main entrance. Like my house uh, is actually on that road and it used to just be like a normal driveway into a housing complex. And it's like really like rush hour. Like I'm like, oh, my God, I've got to go. whatever way the traffic is going. I need to be going that way and I'll just make the block the and get to wherever I'm going. You know? way, yes. yes. And when they have the big classes, yeah. then they have put the police cars out there with yes. the lights going all the time. Well, this actually for uh, Saturday's class, they actually had a police officer now standing out in the road. This is a, like a two lane road. Like this is not a big road. Like it's a small road, you know, but he's out there. Directing oh, no, traffic. it's the maximum miles per hour is like, what, 25, 30? It's yeah, a small, and never, it is a never local road. <laughs> yeah, no. no, totally, totally. Um, so no, I, it's definitely crazy, but it's fun. We love it. And our horses are going super. We've been showing, you know, we post a little bit on Facebook. Y'all can keep up with the horses somewhat that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're in full swing and I do like too. uh, we're going to get some really good info from Dr. Cohen here in a moment, but I really do like, um, on Thursdays during big WEF circuit, which is 12 weeks long, excuse me. They do that lunch and learn. Yes. Yes. So interesting and so good for absorbing information and learning. Mm -hmm. They bring different people in, a farrier, you know, a vet or whatever, like it's, you know, for different topics. But yeah, I want to try to get to some of those. But but no, it is all good. So we're in full swing and again, recovering from being champions, which for me was very easy because I didn't, you know, struggle at all. 
six time <laughs> champions. Let six me just we're tied with the Steelers six times. We're looking for a seventh next year. Just saying we're gonna be the standouts. Well, that's I'm my in. opinion. Just... That's what I want. You will wear the jersey again next. Let me know. Year. Let me know. I got my jersey. I mean, I'm just like, woo! Look, we're champions. I'm all in. It's great. But well, let's get going because we got a good show here and, and some good uh, questions lined up. Um, but our first guest is Dr. Wendy Corin. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show, Wendy. Thank you. It's my pleasure. We're so happy to have you on. I have seen you. I'm a hunter jumper girl, you know, in and out of the horse shows. Um, and I've seen you do so much uh, in and out of big barns and, and lots of, you know, top top riders and horses and everything I've been, and I've had friends that have worked with you and I've been so interested to get your full story and hear more about it. So I'm really looking forward to this interview. I'm really appreciate you coming on and taking the time for us. Well, it's my love in my life and it has been for 40 years. So it's probably my favorite subject. <laughs> well, perfect. Well, and so, and yes, you, you have been, I, I mean, really uh, quite established from all of your, uh, the people that you work, work with. I mean, the people I've talked to, I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. I really got to get, get to know Dr. Wendy here, which I have not yet. So here we are, but give us a little bit of a background. How did you get started and, and, and what brought you into hunter jumpers? Did you always do hunter jumpers? All of it. Just give us a little background for starters. Okay. I'll give you the 40 year story in 40 seconds. For <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I've been in love with horses since birth. I was the New York City girl who asked for a pony all the time. So as soon as I could, I got horses of my own. When I opened my practice for humans in Connecticut, I attracted equestrians and started working with the riders. And then by 1981, I was working with horses. And the whole purpose of doing the kind of mobilization work that we do. And, and Equiline is made up of our veterinarian, who's Dustin, and my, my husband, Dave, as well. So we work on both the horse and the rider. The idea is balance. The idea is improving mobility, improving performance. And it's an amazing ability to be able to work with the whole athlete. And for me, the athlete is the rider and the horse and that communication that exists in our sport more than in any other. So as I do not ride for competition, I ride for fun. It's also mm -hmm. my um, vicarious means of racing around the ring is to be attached to both the horse and the rider in a helping way. Well, and you have a bunch of horses that you work on that are jumping in big classes, correct? Oh, yes. From Olympic level all the way down to backyard, we are very diverse in our interests and our specializations, primarily hunter-jumpers. We do go into dressage and polo and pet. We work on dogs that happen to run over and demand attention while we're there because our focus is on improving the communication level from brain to body. For the entire animal, which is why we can do hands-on manipulative skills, which people call chiropractic, and uh, the state chooses not to. And the acupuncture done by our veterinarian, nutritional work, everything that improves the ability of that animal to perform naturally is under our title 
you know, and, and our, and really where we focus. That's interesting because I did, I've had you represented as a chiropractor, which when we chatted earlier, that's what I was just clarifying kind of what the, what the real kind of overview is here, but it sounds like you have quite a few different treatments and, and come to kind of cover a bunch of different bases with, with the rider athlete and the equine athlete. Exactly. I wrote all of the equine taping courses for rock tape and we use kinesiology taping as an amazing way of uniting the information from the body to the brain and helping both the human and the equine and canine athlete move better. We also use a lot of fascial work using all different kinds of instrumentation to improve the glide. And when you improve the glide, and I will be totally corny, you will approve the ride. So. <laughs> I like that. It's true. <laughs> going to be a t-shirt someday. That could be a, that's uh, so t-shirt. funny that you yeah. say that. We're always saying that. Yeah, it's going to be a t-shirt. I, I really, <clears throat> that would I really be a good t-shirt. Like it. I really, yes, I really would like it because it's true. You know, and next Saturday down here in Wellington, I'm teaching an all-day course uh, in nine to five on teaching people what that whole fascial element is of the horse and how to address it. I have vets flying in from all over the country to experience this, but it's open to anyone with a good knowledge of horse care, no newbies. Um, And it's about understanding fascia, understanding how to use fascial tools, which can be a curry. You know, it it doesn't have to be something um, overly fancy. And then how to use kinesiology tape, to take all the work that you do and really imprint it into the brain so you get the longest lasting effect of whatever, whether you're a hands-on body worker of any type or an acupuncturist or a farrier or a dentist, you know, all of those treatments work better when the body gets used to them and learns to adapt its muscles appropriately. That's interesting because I, I I know for myself, Caroline, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, is in the same boat. Uh, we've had some spinal injuries, uh, maybe a while ago, whatever were aggravated. I had a bad fall. I, I landed on my feet, but I broke the end of my fibula off and tore all the tendons and ligaments, blah, blah, blah. Bad, bad deal. Took a long time. I also <laughs> then went, went to the, uh, uh, doctor for my neck and my back was hurting me. And who knows when it happened, maybe in the fall, whatever, or the landing on my feet from 20 feet in the air, when I, whatever the concussion was, but I had three herniated discs in my neck. Um, and so we've been going through some spinal decompression and different things like this, but it really is, it, it is all connected because you can address one thing, but if your body is Thank not you. kind of exactly. supple, it's not helping, you know, you're not going to get it. Part of your body is connected everywhere. Yeah. Every cell is through fascial lines and, and intercommunication. Every single thing is connected. And when we go over, I have people actually take out briar horses. And we draw the lines that are contiguous throughout the body that go in a human from the head to the toe, in a horse from the pole to the hind coffee mm-hmm. joint. One line. So <clears throat> any interruption. And an interruption can be a scar. An interruption can be things that happen to you at birth. All of these things can stop the flow and stop the glide. Um, as you become aware of them, then you can address them both with somebody doing it for you 
as a as a worker, but also with stretching and with mind body, because if you fear something, you'll tighten up. If mm-hmm. you have a positive attitude towards it, and I don't mean just positive thinking, but I do mean that if you expect something to get better, it heals faster than if you don't. And That's this so is neuroscience, not not you know just um, happiness. Uh, it is it is the current uh, research is being done on how amazing it is that you can address your lymphatic system, address your nervous system, all with how you direct your brain. So we like that. That's really interesting. And now how do you, how does that translate to our equine athletes? Because, well, for all of us who have ridden a horse, what happens when the horse experiences fear? A horse, anyway, is a prey animal. So they're really good at fear. They tense every muscle in their body. Different horses will move towards or move away from things that frighten them. As you get to know the animal, you know, where does that tension show up? And if you relieve the tension, you relieve the threat, then you relieve the fear. So not only does the body get better, but the gut gets better, the communication, because if your mind is in fear-based, you're not taking in new information. So by creating comfort, and sometimes you can take an area that's so mildly, like you can have a right front coffin joint that's a little stuck and a little sticky and the horse has some fear so it has a fear of going forward and it's going to tighten up in its left hind or it's going to lock its jaw and all you do is put a piece of kinesiology tape around that create comfort through mechanical reception sending pleasure signals to the brain all of a sudden the horse steps forward doesn't hurt relaxes the jaw relaxes the body and you have an entirely different level of mobility so they're, we are almost easier look at the whole than, animal always, yeah. you know, this, I don't care what somebody says to me, this is the problem. You know, we say, well, that's nice. It's good to know. We'll use that as a screening tool for how the work does, but we don't ever look at the horse through a microscope. We always look, think about a camera. We'd like to look at it globally before you address it locally. Oh, that's really good. That could be another. I know t-shirt. there's a lot of t-shirts. Um, <laughs> I just want to say we've already had like three. I think we can get more t-shirts. This is good. These are good t-shirts good. too. Yes, no, for sure. So, so I, my oh. my love is for teaching. So I consider anytime I'm working on an animal, I try to video pieces for the owners, show what what's going on during the process, and give them homework because the bottom line is whether you're working with a human or a horse or a dog, they live with themselves 24-7. You're coming in to do an intervention. It's what's done after that really makes the big difference. So I'm big into education, which is why I love the idea of talking to you guys on the air and reaching more people, why I love to teach you know, in hands-on ways. But I'm also creating an online presentation, which... If I stop editing it, we'll be done someday. <laughs> I know we're, we're all like that. And, and people can com- uh, communicate and connect with you on Facebook, correct? Yes, absolutely. Equiline, which is not spelled like the clothing company. It's E-Q-U-A-L-I-G-N because we're all about equestrian alignment. 
Um, you can find me on um, on Equiline. You can find me on Instagram. Also, that I also have for lay people something called Hands On for Equine or Hands On for Canine, and it's the number four, not written out, um, because I try to teach people with a lesser level of education good things they can do to help their animals in between professional visits. So, mm. you know, I throw it all out there. Well, and so what do you, what is your process when you, when you get a new client, somebody contacts you with a horse that they're trying to, you know, better, or maybe there's a specific problem that they think they're feeling and you're going to value all of it. But how do you kind of go about your process there to, to look at the whole horse? Do you watch them under tack or you, you have them on cross ties? Typically, it, it's um, in their stall is my favorite place to work on them. And we tend to run our hands over listen to what the course is communicating and then literally mobilize every joint space starting often with the front coffin joints working up to the knee, the shoulder, making sure that there is normal mobility or non-painful mobility throughout all of those joints, making sure that the full range of motion in all of the vertebrae in the neck are in both directions, checking the pole, checking the jaw, working our way to the scapula, down the entire spine, all of the ribs, making sure that there's good um, mobility in between each of the ribs, going down through the lower spine, lumbar spine, sacroiliac, back down to the hocks, to the stifle. We mobilize <laughs> the hind legs by actually moving them almost to a 90-degree angle behind to make sure the hips, my favorite underappreciated joint in the horse is the hip and ending, you know, by um, looking at that horse and seeing what difference did we make based on what the client was asking. What's the, what's the problem that we're trying to address, seeing whether our evaluation actually gives us insight into that problem. If not, then we can move on and use something like pulse electromagnetic therapy or acupuncture to delve in deeper or, or laser. But our primary and usually the first visit, I like to do one thing because I like to know what works. And then we can always add on if that's required. And that's I like interesting. to go under tack in the Grand Prix. That's what I like. You know, I know. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. I, I watch. And if I go to a barn and six horses have the same problem, guess what that tells me? Somebody's not riding him right. You got it. It's the human. And I have no problem blaming the human. Yeah, totally. If you're riding with your, your saddle and I look at the back of the saddle or I flip it over and I see that one side's worn away and one side isn't, somebody's not balanced. It's closed. Exactly. And I look at chaps. If you see me looking at chaps and (laughs) chaps and one's got a hole in it and one doesn't, you can't tell me you're both like the same. Yeah, it's so so true. And like going through what uh, Caroline and I have been going through and I ride professionally for people. Um, and you know, I have to, you know, I've got to do it right. You know, or I lose the ride, I lose my job and, and going through my, my herniation, uh, with my last injury that I had and everything. And they have been working on my hips and stuff. And I was a little bit crooked, my hip and my sacrum and everything was out, which who knows from what, you know, accident that was from. But now I'm finally taking care of right. all of it. But I, I'm really way, right, Caroline? I'm way more sitting in the middle of the horse. Like, because I did oh, used yeah. to wear you one of my chaps throw, a little more. You actually used to throw your hips. 
my uh, hips to the left. Severely. Yeah. 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 Only if I was turning right because I was throwing my weight, but I couldn't like ha- keep my left leg, you know, and I've got a couple that jump like huge, like, you know, just like not normal, like they're really hard jumpers. Um, and, and that, that brings it out <clears throat> for sure. Um, but I'm so much better now. And I'm like, wow, like that's, you know, think about the horses and, and all of us, you know, you do, you have to, if we're crooked, they're crooked and, and we're riding them, you know, however exactly. many times I was humbled the other day because I took a lesson on my three-year-old from a professional. And I rarely do that because I ride bareback in the woods. You know, I mean, that's <laughs> my thing. So that's I'm, awesome. I'm fine, oh, I but I had the opportunity. I took it and I'm like, why is the horse bulging to the inside? And she's like, why don't you use both legs? I went, well, then. <laughs> Strange. Apparently, <laughs> we having self-awareness isn't, we, we cannot necessarily trust how we think our bodies work because if your brain has sent a message to your right leg 10 times more times than the left leg, that pathway becomes like a rut in the road. And you tend to just assume that your leg is there and you're almost getting a feedback loop without it necessarily being true. So increasing awareness, sometimes you can just put a piece of tape on the bottom of each foot. And what it does is it signals the brain to pay more attention. And then all of a sudden you'll notice the heels are down and your legs are more balanced and more level. And it's just a way to increase awareness and yeah, increasing awareness improves function. Oh, for sure. Yeah, try, yeah. It. try it. There is no I saw downside that this, this to video a piece of tape on, on your foot. On, I saw this video on Facebook and I actually did it with one of our head shakers where you just put a, uh, we put a piece of duct tape on the nose and he did right. stop shaking and said it was strange. Right. And I recommend using a kinesiology tape rather than duct tape because right, right. we're not very classy over here. <laughs> and we do not want to put duct tape on anything that is living ever. And right. Some, I mean, we're going to tell you how I learned that lesson. Uh, I almost killed my child duct taping uh, a costume one time. And I was like, oh, shoot, his temperature is about 106. I think I should take the duct tape off. Uh, but at any rate, the, um, yeah, it's much better to use breathable cotton tape than anything that is completely, you know, there's a reason we wrap things in it so that they don't get wet is because right. it, it is very insulating. Um, but yes, all of, all of that works, all of it. It's, it's a matter of what's the simplest thing we can do to get the maximum result. And that's a lot of what Equiline is about is coming in, doing an intervention and then basically empowering someone to take that ball and run with it. You know, what can you do differently? Can you do some circles, more circles to the left than to right to increase awareness for that animal that it has a right hind left front? You know, what can you back them up so that here in the land of no hills, uh, Ocala more so, but if horses are used to, uh, you know, being up north where there's a lot more terrain, then how do we keep that hind end? having the same signals, the same awareness, if it's not being required to engage as often. So can we add backing up in a safe and, you know, non rip your mouth up way? So again, there's so many, many things that you can look at. If you start increasing your awareness, open the aperture on your camera, let more information in and then try to prioritize it. And our priority is reduce pain first 
then increase mobility, then increase performance. And yeah, that way that's really great. You're, you're doing it in the safest and the longest lasting way possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the, and the following through, <clears throat> excuse me, with the, with the yeah. management and, and all of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, yeah it, it, all, says, it all goes together. Well, the problem is we'll come in and we'll see an obvious saddle issue and we'll see a horse that's painful behind the right scapula and in the left side of the low back. And you can see that the saddle is twisting and you can see that there's wear patterns that are uneven. And I say, this saddle doesn't fit this horse. There are shimming ways. You can use a thin line pad. You can do this, but if the saddle's too small, it's the same as if your shoe is too small, you cannot make that work. And if someone says, but I like my saddle, my advice is take your saddle out horse shopping. And when you find a horse that fits under your <laughs> saddle, then ride that one. Seriously. You can't, you can't make it work otherwise. And so, you, you know, I don't want someone to feel like the work we do isn't effective when in fact it's undone. They're the undoing the saddle it. Goes on. Yeah. And same so with the training. So much I, of it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So we are like, make sure their teeth are good. Make sure their feet are good then call us because if they've got horrible teeth and they're shaking their head, nothing I do is going to stop them from shaking their head. So, you know, we want to be, we're, we're, you know, the Lorax, one of my favorite stories of all time by Dr. Dr. Seuss. (laughs) We are the Lorax. We speak for the horses. They have no voice, but we are quite willing to speak on their behalf. Well, and you guys have done a, a phenomenal job. I, I have, again, heard of you all a, a bunch, and, and I uh, previously uh, did lay over up in Socrates a bunch uh, years and years <laughs> ago, but I know you were in and out of all those top top barns. Very, very cool and impressive. And if people, if they want to learn m- more, you all can check Wendy, Dr. Cohen here out on uh, Facebook. Uh, and then also you said that you were going to be up in Ocala maybe uh, shortly. Yes, I'm coming. I'm actually coming up to Ocala tomorrow and be there tomorrow and Wednesday <coughs> for Rafa Collins to, uh, I love enough to drive up at five o'clock in the morning to come see. Oh my um, gosh. And, yeah, it's and I, I try to get up there every other week just to make sure that um, we keep them running faster and jumping higher. Yeah. Well, and there's a huge, yeah, lots, lots of people up there too. Lots of horses and people in need. So you all check it out. Dr. Wendy Corrin, which is Equiline on Facebook and uh, check her out in Ocala too. She's going to be heading up. Thank you so much, Dr. Wendy, for your time. We really appreciate you sharing everything with us. Look My forward to working pleasure. with you. You have a great and wonderful day. You too. Talk Bye-bye. to you soon. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Well, that was great hearing from Dr. Wendy Corrin, and we are going to play a song now for a quick little break. We have Riding Wild Ponies by Jared Rogerson. Enjoy! Be right. 
riding wild ponies and chasing pretty girls. Shooting for the title, the champion of the world. We'll just show up, take the money and run. Even if I don't win, well, I still have fun. Just riding wild ponies and chasing pretty girls. Driving all around the world. Granddaddy said I need to find a girl and settle down. It's a secret to a happy life. Now I'm feeling pretty good. Man, he must have been right. I just found my one and only for the night. Well, Bucky's on the phone and Arlen's heading home. Me, I just travel wherever I may roam. I just show up. Take the money and run Sometimes I don't win But I still have fun Just riding wild ponies And chasing pretty girls Driving all around the world Still have fun Just riding wild ponies And chasing pretty girls Driving all around the world We'll be driving all around the world Another half a million miles around the world Hey guys, we're back. We're getting ready to call our next guest, which is Anthony Douglas from Pine Tree Quarter Horses. He's been on once before, and we're going to have him on a little more. We've been doing quite a bit of work with him as of late uh, here in Wellington. He's our resident cowboy. So welcome to the show, Anthony. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, we're so glad you could make time for us. I know everybody's oh, really welcome. busy. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Uh, like we said earlier, we've been doing doing a little back and forth here lately. Anthony's our resident cowboy in Wellington, and we've been sending some of our young horses, some of our you know difficult horses, but also some you know horses that need a little training polish. Like recently, we had a couple sent over from one of my accounts that I work at um, with lead changes. So I thought this was really actually a fun topic to kind of go through uh, what you're doing, how how you're doing, it, and how come I'm not doing it. That's what I want to know. How come I blew my first three lead changes? Oh, you're, you didn't you're blow. You did. <laughs> I you didn't like blow. That. You did fine. So I mean, I the did. main thing that I have figured out is body control. I'm not saying you guys don't like body control. I think I just ask a little bit more out of them, and I want them to be a little bit softer through their whole body and not just rigid through their through their rib cage and everything. I think that's what's made it a little easier whenever I get a hold of them for a little while and kind of makes it kind of easier for you all you try to do your style of lead change with them yeah because that one the the specific one that that was actually sent over for the lead change to polish up um i i don't you hadn't had her more than you know a, a week or 10 days or something i think but she 
huge, huge change, uh, just in her suppleness and, and ha- she's happy, you know, like you put on your leg and right. she's not, you know, stiff and giving you the underneck, you know, she was like, Oh, okay. Like flex and move over. And that was impressive to me because I know I couldn't remember what horse it was because I ride so many and they're all pretty much 95% of them are Brown. Um, but that I, once I got on her, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is the one that was like, you know, mouth of steel, like under neck, like put on right leg versus going right. Like it's not happening. You're not getting a lead change. And I was shocked when I got on, like she was supple and happy and, and very loose and a snaffle. Exactly. You know, cause a lot of them, when I get a hold of them from, from over there in the hunter land or jumper land, they like to take the bridle or and just kind of joke, jerk them under your hand and be a little bit wallery through their face and everything. So I do a lot of supple them up to their head and neck and through their mouth and, of course, everybody probably thinks, oh, you put a pretty tiny twist in their mouth and pull them. No, I do not do that. I kind of teach them into it, not scare them into it. And, uh, you know, and then I try to set, cap, capture their body, their ribcage, get them really standing up to their shoulders and lifting their back and using their self, which makes that lead change much easier. One thing that makes the lead change easier for you guys, they don't have to go slow and do it. Or in our world, they have to lope around lope, which is the same oh, thing. Oh, yes, that's that strange but word. A, <laughs> but a touch, but slower. <laughs> They yeah. have to be able to lope like that and do it before in the hunter jumper land. You're like, you can kind of have some contact and you kind of help them through a little more, which makes it easier. I think when you get back on one after I've been riding it, how it helps it is I kind of throw them into it a little bit, right? Kind of help them, and then it when makes you got it those big you, spurs. Yeah. I didn't feel like my spurs were big enough. I felt like you know I was looking at your spurs. I'm like he's getting all the lead changes. I'm well, maybe not moving them over, but no, you're, I'm joking. You, they are supple though, because they're just gently moving they over. Are supple, you have you know, them. And yeah. That's what I really, and I do a lot of counter canner and counter bending and just some different things like that. Just where they kind of have to use their self and stand up and canter around through smaller circles and things like that, where you can just boop, go from left to right. So you go where it comes. Like when you start them, you know, uh, for example, that Philly that was sent over you, like when you're, doing your beginning phases of suppling and lead changing, you are going slow in a quote unquote lope. Yes. Okay. Cause we kind of yes, charge yes. around a little bit. Yes. Cause I want, I want to get control. I want, I want to be able to put those legs where I want them. I want to, to dictate what they're doing underneath me. That's what I, I think like. That might've been my problem too, because I think I was going a little bit faster cause you had put the lead change on a bit slower and that's right there, you know, but I think I need to uh, be thinking that way a little bit. Uh, if it's a correct, if the horse can correctly do it, they should just step back to front. Like it shouldn't be about speed. Sometimes if you got a sticky change, you know, charging into it makes it a little bit better. Um, and I generally do jumpers and not hunters. So I'm like guilty. I'm always like galloping like a hundred miles an hour. Um, right. But, but I think that's, you know, like you're actually doing it really correctly by not engaging the factor. Right. But, you know, one thing I can also say that I have truly liked with this last situation is with you being involved with coming and riding them, is I know how... You can see how we're going to undo it. (laughs) This is how we're going to destroy it. (laughs) See, we're going to come charging across the diagonal and miss the first lead change. (laughs) That's how we're going to destroy it. But, no, I think that is good because it is a back and forth, and it's... uh, I'm I'm really enjoying it, too. I mean, what, right now, between the different accounts, I think we got four or five over there that that Uh, I'm sitting on i don't have yes. sit on the other ones i might end up sitting on them and then that's you know seven or eight or whatever but um but yeah because you're obviously so good at what you do and and i've heard of you for years before we actually met obviously through bill 
um, who's our mutual contact, our vet, who has the nice filly by my stallion, um, but from other people too. And so it was really interesting to really get over there. And, and now that we can get to work together, you, uh, you, me, you and Caroline and, you know, Paul and everybody, whatever, but um, it's just, it's educational, you know, because it's way different. Like, I mean, when I blew the well, first, the thing is, changes, you have like, to have an open mind and you can learn something from everybody, you know, oh, yeah. I mean? I know in some people's mind what we do are brutal or whatever, but you know, they don't even breed a horse. Everybody's got the things that they think are just terrible. You do tell me inhumane stuff, but at uh, the end of the day, a lot so of them are, yes, but they're bred to do a job, you know, and they're not, these may not be like your actual working cow horses or anything, but they're still horses. They're bred to be show horses, even ours. They're bred to do what we, our events and yours are bred to do your events. What we try to do is make them the best possible athletes they can be. So, yeah, but, but they're supple, you know, because I've known those horses before they went to you. And uh, the one, the very recent one, the little black horse, um, which actually is a little bit of an update because I think most of our listeners who have been listening for a while know about this time last year. I broke my hand uh, or I didn't break it. Hipster broke it. I got attacked in the round pen bit, whatever. The horse kind of skitzed out. It needed to be gelded. Every, you know, it was a little bit of a, a wild show before that anyway. And so we, we did geld him and put him out to pasture. Um, and he came back, uh, and he's actually over at Anthony's now. And like that little guy, like, you know, cause you've been working with him. Like he's sensitive. Like that was part of the problem with him being a stud horse because sometimes he did wild stuff and you're like, buddy, you can't do that. You know? And he was like, Oh my God. Yeah. And then he was, that's where he, his brain was getting crosswired because his attitude is very sensitive, but he's happy. Like your walk truck cantering him around inside just a few days. Like it's not a brutal program. It's suppling. It's, it's clearly working and the horses are supple because I'm sitting on them myself. And a lot of it is is a it's a repetitive program. They're in a like you know they do this. It's a routine program. Excuse me. I do the same thing almost with them every day. You know, there's no mind games. There's no no tricks. But it's just I mean it's it's they're all different and they all get treated like different individuals. But yeah, he is a little sensitive and he's came around very nicely. So oh yeah, he and looks super. In about probably next week we'll probably ready to start working on some lead changes on him and probably in a couple of weeks you'll be able to put a good old English saddle on him and do some jumping on him. So I'm going to see where we're at. So I can't wait, which is so funny to me that you have the, like those three jumps, like a little, like, you know, schooling <laughs> course, essentially. I'm like, what, in what universe we're out here, you know, working on the, you know, the freaking bad training issues on some of these horses that came over, some of them, not some of them just a lead change or like this one getting back under tack, but like, yeah, like legit, we can go over there and like jump a course. Like that's why are they there though? <laughs> that's my other question. Why are they uh, there? People that uh, actually own the farm that I work for, their daughter has a warm blood that she's been doing with the, uh, been practicing with Ellie West and learning how to jump. Oh, okay. And gotcha. uh, actually, and Ellie and Chris Gilman's part of some of the people other than you all kind of helped us get our name out in this world of, uh, of right into warm blood for everybody. It's just so, so funny because you're right in Wellington. Uh, not in Wellington, you're in Loxahatchee, but we brought our other little, our working student girl with us was, uh, who came with us yesterday whenever we were out there. Um, uh-huh. and she was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is here. You know, like when you know Loxahatchee and Wellington, you don't see big, you know, acreage farms, like, you know, multiple rings. Like it just, it feels like you're in a different part of the country or the state, but <laughs> you're there, but we're all here too. Yeah. You know, like it's, you know, a long exactly. time coming. Like you should have, 
I mean, as, as effective as you are with these different horses, I mean, you should have a good core business of hunter jumper people, dressage, you know, whoever's down here that needs a little bit of help. I mean, I was really impressed. I got to tell you, with getting on the one Philly about the lead change, although, you know, we're, we're in process still, but, um, way, and she wasn't upset. You know, sometimes people can really, you know, upset the horses, uh, going through that process, but they're, mm-hmm. they're supple, you know, and you're going to you should have more business. And that's where you got to learn what your horse can take. You know, she, some of them go out there, you can change 10 leads on them each way. And, you know, they get a little fried about that. But, you know, if you do, if you take your time and teach them, it's like you keep saying how supple they are, it makes it easier for every party involved. So what do you do? Like, how do you decide when is the time, like you were saying with the little black horse, uh, hipster, um, previously the crazy black stallion, uh, what you're going to start doing lead changes. What are your kind of marks that your milestones there? Once they're moving laterally, well, you're not galloping mm-hmm. you're not charging around. Like some of us but are like, you see the pony people are running around like crazy getting yeah. lead changes. You can kind of just go and kind of gather them up and they want to give, they want to, they want to, they want to rate to you a little bit. I guess is one thing. They want to rate their speed and you can kind of, and you can put ever part of their body where you want them with either your leg or your hand or you know just kind of if you want to bend into the left he wants to shape up like a c-shape to that circle and if you want to take it counter 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 bending a little bit he gives that rib cage up that way just you want to feel him pretty supple all the way around before you kind of okay. start doing that you know then what you know now that, since you just saw him yesterday well, he's going now. I'm gonna start doing a lot of counter cannon with him, and then he'll start wow. supping up, supping up. Then I'll start throwing in some like how I was explaining to you, like a teardrop shape, and then kind of come mm-hmm. out of it. You know, just kind of, kind of start freeing up his body before I start just completely going out there. And you know, well, I'm, today we're going to change leads. I guess a kind of the methodical approach to it. Not just go there. I'm gonna throw you in the lead changes. Go ahead and get him, get him where. He's ready to do it. Not not decide, well, today you're going to do it. You know, I mean, make it where his body is ready. He's supple, his mind. He can he can take it, you know, and yeah. it makes, like I said, for a much more pleasant experience for everybody involved. So It's so much better because we're guilty of that because we're, you know, looking at the whole elephant and we're just like, all right, like, let's get to it. Like, uh, you know, just like set me up some jumps. Like, I mean, I jump like right. horses that have no business jumping, like right. at all. And, like I got like two had, years. Right, and I have been there in our realm, in our in our world as well. But for the most part, if you take your time with them and teach these guys something, you might have a much better horse in the long run. Yeah, so. no, and we as hunter jumpers for sure we do need to we do need to take a page out of that book um, <clears throat> because it just it's not really fair. I mean, you're the horses are not there. I mean, some of the horses I ride, and it's, you know, it's not me doing it. You know, I'm working for people, but I'm thinking like, you oh, know, I, yeah, like first and third, like that's it. And like, I can't, you know, I, there's nothing lateral, you know, no breaks. Mm-hmm. You're just going mm-hmm. around and like, then, you know, you evaluate the horse for the lead change, even like the little filly that was brought over for the lead change. I mean, putting my inside leg on her before was nothing. Like she was moving into my leg. Like we were going the opposite direction that we were supposed to, but she's green and we all roll our eyes and we're like, whatever, like you're the professional, like start jumping jumps. And you're like, okay, yeah. you know, and so you just go, but like the, uh, to really take your time, which everything with horses, you've got to, you really do have to take your time. Um, but that, that and made an impression on me for sure. How much better she felt. Well, she's, I think she's going to keep getting better because she's got the money oh, yeah. to deal with it as well. So she's a good girl. We don't want to talk yes, bad ma'am. about her sister, but <laughs> she's she, she gonna be all right. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, 
No, she's she a good be girl. Just fine. Well, so you guys, if people are in Wellington and you want a little help, a little training, definitely contact Anthony. It's Pine Tree Quarter Horses, and you all are on <laughs> Facebook, right? Pine Tree Quarter Horses Facebook, and yes, website. Yep. PineTreeQuarterHorses.com, right? Or what? No, your website is different. PineTreeQH.com. PineTreeQH. So you guys check it out, and we're gonna have Anthony on some other uh, episodes as well because we got really great training topics to cover. And thank you so yeah, much for taking your tell time them. out. I'm making I'm making a debut tomorrow at the horse show. Oh my gosh! Oh, that's right. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, tell him, tell him, man, you got to wear a helmet. USCF rules. What are you wearing? You can't wear that baseball cap. Well, I got I'm cowboy hat. Horse show too. Huh? We're gonna be at the horse show. We're gonna be wearing helmets. I'm talking about like what is Anthony wearing on his head? Not that baseball cap. No, I know, but I also want to go. We're all going. We're definitely going. But, like, what are we going to see you wearing on your head? Orange motorcycle helmet. Motorcycle <laughs> helmet. I love it. Baller. Perfect. Like all right. We're cool gumball looking helmet. Uh, no, I, I, I do have one. Girl. I found one yesterday that would fit my head. So. Really? Oh, what, good. Can we right. can we put a big visor on it? I want to put a visor on I think that would oh. really throw people for a loop. Like how I have. Ooh. Yeah. No. Yeah, well, whatever. Right. We're going to. We're gonna our way up here we're gonna get your show outfit all in order uh, but yeah. i can't yeah. wait well, you, you, you gotta text you gotta text us we're all gonna be there anthony is gonna be riding at the horse show uh wef big big wef on tuesday which is like maybe one of the craziest days right you're going tomorrow mm-hmm. i am like, yes ma'am i am so. what ring are you going to you don't know i, have, I don't know where i'm going you don't know where you're going. There's you were like lost. Of them. You it is so know. big. Yeah, like you better have a map. Get out your Google Maps. Like you know, it's left shoulder to left shoulder. Like just we're coming. Right. Text me. Text yeah. me. We're going. So we will follow up yeah. on that because that's like the most exciting thing that's happened I think all month. So we're gonna go and check in on that. But thank you so no, much, man, Emily. Uh, the most right. exciting thing is the Super Bowl. Oh, dude, I yeah, forgot thanks. because I didn't struggle at all because I'm not really a football fan. I just got hired for the Super Bowl. You know, I got my jersey like I was going and we were champions. It was awesome. But, yeah, you know, I didn't struggle. So, well, yeah, it didn't feel as, as big. I mean, I'm a little tired. That does feel big. But other than that, we're winners. I'm still in my jersey, man. I'm, like, not quitting. Like, I'm going to probably wear it to work tomorrow. Like, I mean, you don't get champion all the time, so we're going. But whatever. All right, check in with us, man, later. We're going to see you at the horse show tomorrow. Thank all you right, for guys. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Thanks for Anthony. Me. Bye. Bye. Well, that was awesome hearing from our resident cowboy, Anthony, here. Uh, we're going to continue on with him on the training stuff. I love it. And we have our whole episode, actually, today is brought to you by S Equestrian which is doing quite well. We are currently actually sold out of shirts. New production is about to arrive. And so we will have all different colors, styles, custom orders. Y'all can check it out online, eceequestrianco.com. We're also on Facebook. Um, I think one of the most exciting things we're doing right now, which I, I feel like I say a lot of, but it's growing and it's growing in a different way is the custom program. We're able to do the made to order jackets, uh, which are super cute. You have many different options and buttons. And also the liners. We have this production that's rolling out. It's really impressive. It's exciting, really. That was my 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 vision for the company was to have so many different liners custom. And so for five piece minimum, you can order your own custom liner and logo in the shirt. Uh, machine washable, wrinkle stain treated. You uh uh S why was I saying UPS? Because I mail too much stuff. 
SPF, SPF 50. They've got every, everything going on there. So y'all check it out. ECEquestrianco.com and uh, S Equestrian Apparel on Facebook. Next, we have our Q&A, some of our favorite uh, parts of the show here. We have listener questions, which normally we have a lot of different listener questions, but I think everybody was really busy, and it was probably the Super Bowl, and it was Caroline's dog's birthday, and it's really cold everywhere else. But really here, cold, guess, Emily. That is the understatement of the month. <laughs> well, but, like, not here. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it, you know, on Facebook. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I was hot yesterday, boy. How could you even get on a horse or pull it out of the stall from what? You can't exactly. So we didn't get in a bunch, but we do have a very enthusiastic listener, and it's listener questions. Well, this time it's a listener's questions, but she did have a bunch, and we're not going to be able to get all today. She's an she's our eager eager listener with her questions. Uh, Miss Haley Johns, who is from uh, Illinois, she is actually down here showing at WEF, uh, and we do train her quite a bit. Um, Great, great kid, super rider, an up and coming professional herself. When she uh, finally. actually going to be a future guest, Emily. She will be a future guest. We tried to get her on today to actually do the questions herself, but these kids that do online school and they show uh, crazy like this, they only do school really one one day. And like the kid literally does like 24 hours of school on Monday. So there's no chance. Um, But when we do live uh, on other days, we will... We will have her on, but we have Miss Haley Johns with uh, quite a few questions here. So we're going to just touch on a couple of them, and we will probably actually just start adding these on uh, to ne- the next show because they're they're quite good. So here we go. Um, I think the most interesting one here, which we can all relate to, uh, the big question mark: What role should gymnastics play in my horse's training? So, I mean, it depends on the horse. Firstly, it depends on what you're doing. Caroline, weigh in. What do you think? How much? Do you want to even say how much, or you just have to evaluate oh, so the horse? So much, uh, for sure. Well, yes, yes, yes. Okay, so first off, yeah, you have to look at the horse. You have to look at its job, number one. Are you doing big jumpers? What is the weaknesses? Like, Treasure does a hot not live in gymnastics. Treasure does not. If it's a really hot horse that gets quick over the fences, I want to build tight, tight, high gymnastics and just back it way off. And get it really careful, for sure. You, not you too careful. Currently, not too careful. You don't want it like. Now you're scaring me. I got a show you... this week. I don't want to come charging into these in the show ring. You're, you're making me make my heart stop. Yes, you don't careful. Want to jump not up too careful. Too high. No, not too careful. We want to make the spread. Hot, hot ones. If if anybody out there is struggling, like the thoroughbreds, I always, always use gymnastics yeah. with thoroughbreds. That is such a huge, huge part. And you don't always have to do them big, but you can make them complex, even little with poles, raised poles, cavaletti, and crossrails, period. If you don't, or if you're scared or whatever, you can start there. But if you're a little nervous, you, you have a horse that's a little hot. Yeah, gauge the horse's bravery too, you know, because like I have. Absolutely. I, I've had ones that are charging and then I back them off a little bit too much, maybe a too complex. And then I get in the ring but and I'm like, I'm okay, saying, when you, when you do it really complex, keep it really low. Like small. Poles, yeah. Cross, and then it can be confidence rails. builder. And then absolutely. And for both horse and rider, actually, it's a yep. great tool. I mean, and you, trottens, you're brushing I love trottens. Trottens, everything you can trot. Emily, you have a horse. What is oh your trotten height? 
I know. I don't know why he does that to me. I'm not going to mention names because it's like a really top professional and he's super and great and whatever. But like, dude, like I'm not super sharp at trotting just single jumps. Normally, personally, for my own horses, I put a trot pole. It's idiot proof. I am trotting like no joke at like four foot six. Just I'm, no placing pole. No placing pole. No. And I'm like, how do I, how do you find a distance out of the trot? Well, you go, you, know? you grab the mane and you go, you grab <laughs> the mane and you pray over the top of the fence. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, we're not getting there any good way every time. Like, this is crazy. Like that's why the courses are out of the canner, you know, but I will get the trotting. The jumps is super though, because they do effective. drop up nice and high, a very effective, it's if you very have a for brave and hot, like she's hot, hot, hot and really brave. And brave. Um, yeah. So, you know, certain horses for certain, you know, exercises, but that's kind of like, I mean, wow. Like that, I've never just like trotted single jumps huge like that. I mean, by accident in the show ring. Cause I'm like, buddy, we're not pulling out like time to time. You're baby. going over it. You're leaving the ground, <laughs> you know? So it's happened by accident, but not like repetitively, you know, like that, like actually trying to like, you know, do it well or whatever. Like, I don't even know how you do a trot jump huge like that. Well, it feels different every time. You but, grab but a, main. I'm telling you, you grab right, main. Exactly. My trainer when I was little with my thoroughbred used to make me walk jumps. Oh my God. You used to tell I me that. You I was that. walking. Do you yeah, you I made, made me you... do that the other day. Yeah. I was like, yep. y'all are nuts. I need to pick up a can or I can't do anything. <laughs> like, it's like, so anyway, so, but you can it. also use it to create bravery. Yes. You know, right. uh, you can build so on it. You can start. What? Not so big like that, not at four foot six. No, not so big yes. like that, but to create bravery, you know, start with poles in the ground and then so mm-hmm. they're eventually looking down a bunch of rails and they're okay with it. Yeah. So it can be both. It can back them off. It can create bravery. It can create bravery. It, you, you know, for the rider, if you're not good at picking a distance, you can, it does it for you and yeah. then you can get the feel. And that is good. And that's a little bit my, uh, anxiety about it because I'm always like calculating my distance and my, you know, you know, miles per hour, like everything. And with the trot, I'm just like, I don't know, man, I don't know, but I hope you got this because I don't even know where we are. That's why I put the placing pole. And for me with the gymnastics, with the green horse, a difficult horse, I'll put a little placing pole, you know, uh, nine feet or so roll it in a little bit, depending on the stride so that it's foolproof so they can trot in. And also we we always talk about the neck strap if you're unsure right. and you have a place and pull in always grab the neck strap you know i mean do it. i agreed for everybody else i cannot show up to work at grand prix village with a neck strap and ask to put it on the horse so i'm gonna have to suck it up and do it better <laughs> but yes if you have the opportunity the neck strap is awesome i want to actually have my mom ride in that like you said that's going to help Absolutely. her with her hands. And, and uh, also, you know, it's going to strengthen your legs. I mean, you probably don't move an inch uh, through a complex gymnastic, but it's, uh, like I said, it's good for horse and rider for both. Like, no, it's good. It's good. There's I was no downside. No, there really isn't. No, gymnastics are super, and it just depends kind of like, you have to gauge your horse. I think it, like you're saying, it treats kind of all the ailments, all the d- difficult training issues uh, differently. So like a cautious horse it gives them confidence a too bold horse it slows them down you know with the same gymnastic you know like you you just have to kind of like look at your horse and see how many elements you want to do but but i would say for sure for a rusher or an inconfident one i I just love the the placing rail to the little cross rail to trot in and then you build your grid um so so that's a good one so y'all try that out and stay in touch with us with other questions uh as you're trying out these different 
things we always say any any time uh, that we're, that we're absolutely, questions. There's un, unlimited patterns, if you will, to the totally. gymnastics. It, totally. It's totally it just limitless because if you do have the brave bold horse, my goodness, you could do how however many in a row he can handle and build on yeah. that. No, and for it's sure, fantastic. So it, it is. It's a great tool. Okay, this is, we're just going to do one more because we really had such a great chat with Dr. Wendy and with Anthony. We're running out of time here, but um, here's our last question is, how can I rise to the occasion uh, when I'm given the opportunities that I've been dying for my entire life? Uh, I'm having to edit this a little bit. (laughs) They (laughs) may not rest entirely in if, okay. Basically, the question is, when you have a huge opportunity, show ring, new horse, uh, new trainer, new new lessons, whatever it is, and you feel that you are not that far along, you're in your growth period as a rider. How can you maximize that phase, that experience, and try to give yourself the best opportunity to grow and rise to the challenge? We're all there. I have all been oh, there. Oh, Emily, uh, you're right there. You're I there live right there. now. <laughs> that's, that, it's not my comfort zone, but that's where I live. Yeah. Every week I'm like, how am I going to do this? You know, like I have to always, I have to jump like a horse and always, I'm always doing all the horses and whatever the biggest classes that they've ever done. And I'm like, all right, buddy, you know, like, I know it's a little big for you, but you know, that's what, you know, your owner wants and, and we're going to do it. And I try to do it really positively. For me personally, uh, this is a little bit of like a sports psychology question, but like a lot of people experience this even when they're insecure, um, if they've been bucked off and they have to get back on a difficult horse and hey, maybe it's your horse and now you're getting a little scared. Maybe it's a little too much for you. You know, it's not a match or whatever. Everybody has been there. Firstly, always focus on the animal. Like Anthony is saying, you know, the product is the horse that is paramount. So you are developing that horse. I think about that. You know what, do I want to win all the classes and be McLean Ward and, and keep all the jumps up? Yeah. Really bad actually. And, and, and it does, it does make me sad when I don't, but that's not the priority. That's not the main focus. The main focus is all right. Shop talk, this is the horse's first meter 30, first meter 40, first night class, first cross rail, first time at the horse show, whatever. I've got all those kinds of horses on my list. I want to make it, my job is to make it the, the easiest and most positive for the horse. And so I focus on that first. And that removes my own sort of like, just like, you know, staring at my own shortcomings. I just, I put that aside. Okay, this is the job. I'm going to make that my priority. I'm going to try to make this the best that I can and positive for the horse. And then from there... It ends up the classes that I've won the most, the the, sort of my winningest seasons and everything. Eventually you get comfortable and you start winning and you're like, yeah, 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 I can do this. But you're not really, in my opinion, my experience, you're not focusing on winning or focusing on the clean round or focusing on getting the horse over the water. You're just trying to do the best job that you can. You're being the best horseman that you can firstly to that animal because he did not ask to be there. You're developing him or her to the best of your capabilities, you know, generously and softly. Also strong. you got to be positive, which is where I think not looking at your own shortcomings helps because you can really focus on like what you're going to do for this horse. You're going to help him do whatever is his, you know, he's stretching. He or she is stretching as well. And then from there, it's personal best. I Some of my best classes that I've won I have like, it's almost like I've got like two people in my head. You know, I've got part of me that's like, yeah, okay, wow, we're doing it. Oh my God, you cleared. We're already at seven AB. Keep going. Come on. Like, this is going to be awesome if we win whatever. And I'm like, okay, please shut up. 
Like, I don't need to think about that. Like, I need to be thinking about actually the step-by-step, play-by-play of my round or my training session or whatever, trying to just make it the best that it can be myself. Because my, if I can't get myself better and stronger and straighter, then I can't really provide that for my horse, whatever horse that I'm riding. But it's both. You know, focus on the horse first. That's your primary focus. And then from there, it's personal best. If, if, if you're at a place and I've been there, I've come back from quite a few injuries and I'm like, I'm scared, you know, like I'm nervous. Like I feel, I feel vulnerable. I'm in pain. I know everyone's telling me if you fall off, you know, you're going to get, you know, it's bad, 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 whatever. So you have a lot of different doubts and things, but those are neither here nor there when you're focusing on your horse and yourself. And so I've, I've been there, you know, all I can do is just get on. I mean, I couldn't even mount the horse for a while with my ankle. I had to just like, like launch from the, um, uh, the mounting block, I still do it a little bit. Cause I get, you know, I can't put my left, my, I broke the left one. And so it's like hard for me to put all my weight in my left one, and, like swing over. Like that's not a thing. So like, I feel like I get on with a disadvantage, you know, I'm like, Ugh, you know, like I'm not strong. Like you're an idiot. Like, why are you riding in this condition? Your doctor said you needed another month. And I'm like crazy. And I'm like, no, I'm like out here. I'm drunk riding. <laughs> like I'm trying to go. Um, and I can only walk, you know, and just remember Caroline, I was just doing a little walk trot well, and I was like, okay, that's good. Like- they like to threaten us with the paralysis. I know. Occasionally. Herniations. I know. I'm like, you guys are not helping me at all. You know, like, you're, <laughs> I don't know if you're just trying to like scare me or like, you know, it's like you're like a horror movie. It or works like, sometimes, please. though. It definitely works. <laughs> I know, but we're still riding. So, like, you know, here we are. So, if yes, we're going to be so riding, here we are answering the question because we are still doing it. Exactly. No, Swing a leg over that horse. You just try it. your best. You do. And, and okay. I think. To help with the nerves and things, really focusing on the horse. For me, that that has been hugely, hugely successful. Oh, and then for you can't sure. rise you to the take ca- the focus occasion. off of yourself. Yes. You, you change that life. focus. Yeah. No, totally. If you refocus no. on the horse and what's you uh you oddly uh, subconsciously stop with the uh paranoid thinking about yourself yeah. and, yourself and what's gonna go. And are you gonna, gonna do go it? Wrong. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And I'm sure most of you guys can relate to that, uh, whether it be for showing or just coming back from an injury or, or lessening or a new horse or whatever. Or a but brand new love, horse. Yeah. Exactly. A brand new horse. Like it's scary, you know, like you don't know the horse, you know, like how's it going to behave? You know, like if a ho- another horse gets loose, you know, in the ring or something and you're like, is this horse just going to come unglued that I'm on? Or is he going to just like partner with me here because we're in a bad situation? You don't know but you have to focus as the horse. So you do that, but you guys definitely communicate with us. We would love to hear, uh, any experience with any of these tips and training tools. And thank you so much for listening. We had, we had a great show, lots of info and y'all stay warm. If you're not in South Florida, because it looks crazy. (laughs) It looks crazy, man, but everybody has their opportunity to just run away. So just get on down here. And we'll see you here. But again, thank you all for listening. We'll be back the first Tuesday of next month and hopefully with more listener questions and recovered from our Super Bowl. Talk to you soon, guys.